This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Christian Perspective on the News. And on a Friday we get to spend some quality time with Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Good morning, Dr. Hammond. Uh, before we get going on what's on your heart this morning, I couldn't help but ask, uh, are you busy with uh, any new book at the moment? I know you author have authored numerous. Good morning. Yes, I, I am. Uh, one is uh, Resistance to Revolution, Terrorism, and Propaganda. Oh. Uh, which, of course, is a response to uh, the kinds of, of actions going on last year in particular, uh, but from a historic perspective, and most importantly, Frontline, Behind Enemy Lines for Christ, um, dealing with basically a biography on the last 40 years in ministry in restricted series, war zones, mm. persecuted churches. So it's, uh, it's something of a biography, but focused primarily on the uh, Behind Enemy Lines actions for the Persky Church, Bible smuggling, and so on. Oh, fantastic. Well, we look forward to receiving them and having a read through them. Thanks so much, Dr. Hammond. What's on your heart for us today? Thank you. Well, we are celebrating this month 30 years of Africa Christian action of seeking to be salt and light uh, in society. And uh, February um, 1991, Africa Christian action was launched. But right from the beginning, there were quite a few who resisted the idea. And I remember people saying, why do you have the word action in the name of Africa Christian Action? And uh, uh, people would say, you cannot legislate morality. Many insisted that. And uh, there's actually quite a lot of resistance when you try to uh, mobilize people to prayer and action on social issues. But when people say you cannot legislate morality, that's not actually true. All legislation enforces some version of morality. Hmm. Either the state will exercise the wrath of God against sin, or it will exercise the wrath of man against God and against his people. And either legislation will protect babies from the violence and injustice of abortion, or, as we can see now happening, legislation will be designed to penalize and prosecute medical professionals who conscientious objectors who don't want to participate in taking of innocent life and seeking to penalize them. It did not take the gay rights advocates long to move from demands for tolerance to approval mm. to state funding to demands for conformity and then criminalizing of criticism and access to schools to teach their particular version and the comprehensive sexuality education, CSE, being forced on schools at this time is an example of how the situation can drastically deteriorate to where even pornographic child abuse, which turns children's schools into guinea pigs for social engineers, can become state-mandated. And not only for government schools, but to even try to force it on private independent schools. Politics is dirty. Christians should not be involved in politics. Sometimes becomes something of a self-fulfilling prophecy because it keeps Christians from insult and life in society. And when Christians retreat from social and political concerns, you can expect the situation to deteriorate even more drastically. And you know, to say you shouldn't get involved in politics is, would be like telling a parent you shouldn't get involved in changing nappies hmm. because they're dirty. But actually, yes, that's why they need to be changed frequently. And so is this with political leaders. They need to be changed frequently uh, for the same reason. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will make a stand for me against the workers of iniquity? And you have those who tell us that we should just preach the gospel. But the fact is, the Lord Jesus would not have us 
stand passively by while God-hating pagans exploit women made in the image of God to degrade what God has made to be holy, to make public what God has made to be private, to make common what God has made to be special, to corrupt young minds and morals and marriages. And so some people would use the words just preach the gospel like an excuse to justify laziness or cowardice. If you faint in a day of adversity, your strength is small. Deliver those who are drawn towards death. Hold back those stumbling towards the slaughter. But if you say, surely we did not know this, that's not he who weighs your heart, consider it. He who keeps his soul, does he not know it? Will he not render to each man according to his deeds? So in Proverbs 24, 10 to 12, we read here basically a threat from God. God says, if you don't care, remember, I'm the one who weighs your heart, keeps your soul. I will repay each one according to what he has done. Mm-hmm. And which of the servants of God in the Bible uh, limited themselves to just preaching the gospel? Was Elijah wrong to confront and expose the false religion, the pornographic child sacrificing prophets of Baal? Was John the Baptist wrong to publicly confront the immorality of King Herod? Could our Lord Jesus have been in error when he confronted the corruption in the temple? Why did he ever turn the tables and drive out the money changers? Why did our Lord not just preach the gospel? In the parable of the Good Samaritan, with its go and do likewise, we are taught that the coming day of judgment, when our Lord warned that we will be judged on the basis of what we did to care for the sick, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the prisoners, welcome strangers. Mm. So Matthew 25 confirms you're obligated to do far more than just preach the gospel. But if we did preach the whole gospel, it would result in change in every area of life. Our Lord made it clear on the day of judgment, we will be judged also for our sins of omission, for the good things we failed to do. In James 1.27, we read that the biblical definition of true religion before God is to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep ourselves being corrupted, polluted by the world. We call to be the salt of the earth. We call to be the light of the world. We have been taught to pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom comes. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it was love for God that motivated us to stand against the legalization of blasphemy. It was love for our neighbor that motivated us to organize outreaches outside escort agencies, brothels. It was in obedience of the scripture, had no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. That's Ephesians 5.11. That led us to organize the marches to Parliament and to protest the legalization of mm. pornography and attempts to legalize modern-day slavery, human trafficking, which they tried in 2010, and legalization of prostitution. The scripture says in Isaiah 58, verse 12, those from among you shall build up the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. And so for this years, we've had the joy of seeking to be obedient to the Scripture. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12, verse 2 is a foundation for us launching the Biblical Worldview Summits and seminars, which we've been conducting now for 30 years. And Colossians 2, 8 says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, and according to the basic principles of this world, and not according to Christ. And this verse in Colossians 2 led us to promote home education and Christian textbooks for independent Christian schools. 
because the discerning heart seeks knowledge. And it is an important point, as the scripture tells us in Ephesians 5, verse 15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. And Proverbs 8, verse 1 to 3 says, does not wisdom cry out, does not understanding lift up her voice, she takes a stand by the gates of the city at the top of a high hill, besides the way where the paths meet, she cries out at the entrance of the city, at the entrance of the doors. And so this has led us to organize life chains and marches for life and missions in the malls and mass literature distribution of traffic lights like we did this last Monday and National Day of Repentance prayer vigils even at the gates of Poland because we're commanded to rebuild the walls. You see the distress we're in, how Jerusalem lies waste, its gates have been burned with fire. Mm. Come, let us rebuild the walls and that we may no longer be a reproach, Nehemiah 2.17. And so it's important to be a watchman on the walls. Isaiah 62, verse 6 says, I've set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention, Lord, do not keep silent. And so we all call to be watchmen on the walls, to warn our neighbors, to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, to risk those being led away to death. And I believe that it's right as we look at all the different news headlines and what's going on around the world to recognize we are called to be watchmen and we're called to be witnesses and we're called to work to rebuild the walls that have broken down and to be able to lift up standards, to be soft and light in our society. So let's be sure that we continually part of the solution and not part of the problem. Oh, we love it. Thanks, Dr. Peter Hammond, and being able to listen to his thoughts and then being able to get a, a biblical um, direction on each one of those things, exactly what we need. Thank you so much, and uh, have yourself a wonderful weekend. Thanks, Dr. Hammond. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m., Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za